Today, we follow a Nigerian beauty entrepreneur on her journey to running a successful business. Hello, my name is Juluremi Martins. I'm the founder of Natural Girl Wigs, a hair extension company providing textured hair for black women. Oluremi was born in Lagos, Nigeria's commercial capital. She grew up exposed to literature by her mother, who was a book lover herself. So she used to like read a lot of like books and I would read them as well. And she would always buy me like magazines or stuff that had like women on the front covers and all of that. So I think she was actually the one that made me interested in things like that. Yeah. As a result of her early exposure to books, Oluremi says she figured out the gender dynamics in society earlier than most of her peers. She talks about one book in particular, The Joys of Motherhood, by the late Nigerian author, it sort of like opened me up and then it made me like say a lot of things that I was already seeing around me but as you said I was a child and you know you don't really put a lot of things to context it sort of like made me see life in the context that you know what are women supposed to do what do people what expectations do people have of women and how do women navigate this world where it's like you are sort of like a second-class citizen so um yeah, I, I would say that that exposed me to seeing bias a lot and like maybe my mother's relationships as well because my mom and my dad like are separated and like just seeing like all of these things and for me it was like, ah, oh, this would never be me or I have to like do better or just, you know, I understand that I deserve better and things like that. So I would say that pretty much like very early in my life, I was very exposed to, you know, what women face in society. I get it. Like Oluremi, I also read The Joys of Motherhood when I was about 13 years old. It follows the journey of an Igbo Nigerian woman as she experiences the pain, responsibility, and heartbreak that comes with being a mother in the traditional African society. Oluremi was also exposed to visibly entrepreneurial women in her life. It's no surprise that she's a business owner today. For me, like seeing my mom and my then my grandmother and then my great-grandmother I was always with women where I would say that they were hustlers because like my great grandma was like a cocoa farmer. My grandmother was, she had like multiple businesses that she was doing. And then I see my mom like also do business trade, like my auntie and everything. Um, so for me, it was like, I grew up in a house where I saw women also doing things and moving. On this episode, we explore Oluremi's journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur and running a business that caters to customers in more than 80 countries. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a podcast about African women and the different experiences life shows at us for being women. If you still haven't listened to season one of the podcast, I highly recommend that you do after this episode. It's available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. Oluremi is the first of four children and the only girl child. When she was in secondary school, she enjoyed a lot of trips to the salon to get her hair done. I was the only girl and the only child for a very long time. So it seemed like my parents, especially my dad, like really liked me doing my hair and taking me to the salon and things like that. So I've always been into hair. Like I'm that child that used to do like packing gel for the weekend and then do school hair for the week. Like I really did my hair a lot. Um, and I really liked to sort of like play around with my hair in that when they tell us to do like all back in school, I would tell my hairstylist, can you sort of like, you know, shape the hair like my name and things like that. So I've always liked hair. 2008, 
Oluremi gained admission to study history and diplomatic studies at the University of Lagos. Of course, her love for getting her hair done followed her all the way to uni. Um, and going into school, uni, like I really got into the Brazilian hair thing quite early. But then I think after a while, I I came down a bit with like that because I decided to think that why do I constantly have to do like straight looking hair, this looking hair? Especially because my hair was natural. So I was just having a conversation. I'm like, if my hair is natural, why do I constantly have to do like silky hair when I'm protecting it? Why can't I do like, you know, thick hair? She pretty much had this moment of wondering why there were a lot of models in magazines and on TV wearing straight hair. She thought, why can't they wear curly, thick hair like their natural hair? But at the end of the day, I just feel like, okay, my own hair is thick. Why am I not using thick hair extensions so that it, it just looks like it's my hair? Because at the end of the day, that's the idea of making wigs. You want it to look like your hair, mm. right? I mean, for me, that that's what I think the idea of wigs are. So that's when I started, you know, going into like thick hair extensions and I would make, I would make bantu knots. I would make um, braids. I would make, if I was going to make uh, um, wigs, I would do like kinky wigs and stuff like that. Yeah. Was it a random eureka moments i was like wait 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 why can't i just use natural hair or was there like a backstory that triggered it did something happen I, I think that i think that obviously based on the many things that i'm exposed to in terms of like reading and also like my own general beliefs because i would always say that i've always been like a very political person so i think that it's based on what i'm exposed to what i read and my beliefs but it was definitely like a moment that i thought about it and i'm like it actually makes sense to do like you know hair extensions that look like my own hair yeah mm -hmm. Throughout uni, Oluremi had these on and off moments where she would braid her hair or wear wigs that felt and looked like her own hair. When she graduated and started working, she decided to pursue a business in the beauty industry. I'll tell you more about that after the break. So I run a cleaning business where the people in my neighborhood can easily book a cleaning for their homes. I like that I can help busy mothers take care of cleaning so they can focus on everything else. Last Monday evening, I was talking with one of my neighbors, Simi, and I was telling her how hard it was for me to keep track of payments. I have a big blue notebook where I track my customers and how much they owe. It's really stressful. So Simi just asked me, Bisi, do you know Paystack? She told me that with Paystack, I can instantly send an invoice to my customers online. And my customers can pay with card, USSD, or bank transfer. I'm not too familiar with all these tech things, but Simi showed me where to set up my account. And it was so easy. So since then, I've been using Paystack invoices. I send electronic reminders to my customers about payments and I get an alert on the app when they pay me. All from my mobile phone. No more big blue book. You too can create simple invoices using Paystack. Start by opening a free account on paystack.com forward slash I like girls. Oluremi graduated from the University of Lagos in 2012. She built a pretty decent career for herself in digital marketing. Remember that she's big on women's hair? <laughs> yeah. In 2018, she created this page on Instagram dedicated to celebrating black hair. I had the idea about hair again, but I was like, okay, let me just create a page on social media where I post like African women, hairstyles, beauty, and stuff like that. 
um the name of the page was brown i think brown girl nigeria and then i started posting like ideas on it and people would like it and some of the styles i would post and hair people would be like oh are you selling this you know i like this and all of that at brown girl nigeria the bulk of her work was putting up beautiful images of well-made african hairstyles she got a lot of attention for this but that wasn't all she got her post created a demand for the kind of hair she had been posting people started to send her messages with purchase and i realized requests. that most of the brands that were selling you know textured extensions not any kind of extensions now textured extensions they were owned by asians like chinese people and all of that then the political me came into play again and like oh why is this why is it these people mm-hmm. who are sort of like profiting off like everything that we do like why can't we do it as well we even have better understanding of our own hair so that's how i got into like you know making hair and then i spoke to my hairstylist at the time and we created a sample together posted it on this page and people started pre-ordering yeah so it's like this Oluremi sourced for her locally at the trade fair market in Lagos. Yes, yes, she then yes, came up with different styles and ideas for wigs that looked and felt natural for African women. So I was like, oh, let's try to put this together. Like I came up with the concept. Then she shared her ideas with her hairstylist who was able to come up with a bunch of samples for sale. And with a few initial orders, her business, Natural Girl Wigs, took off. So I saved like $1,000 because I felt that I would need to like import money. So I saved that from my salary and also for... I got some money from like my boyfriend at the time who is now my partner um so i had that one thousand dollars to be honest and i also had like if i wanted to borrow more money i could borrow more money i could just get more money from my salary because i was working then but then i had a conversation with my friend um his name is ibrahim and it was like see just go and post this thing or if people buy it they buy it they don't buy it and all of that Olurami says natural girl wigs was profitable from the start because there was a demand for the type of wigs she was making. One tool that she credits with playing an important role in growing her business is Instagram. Like people, the kind of trade volumes and like the opportunities that have been created for people on Instagram is phenomenal. Like before I started doing any other kind of like marketing and for me as someone who was like, I was actually head of digital marketing at an agency. So it was like using hashtags. It was like, you know, just leveraging, you know, other people to sort of add other pages as well. So like the kind of volume of what we did and even other brands like, you know, that have done multi-millions of dollars like just using instagram so instagram is definitely a platform that i would say has changed a lot of people's lives including mine and it was just us posting and you know and people would find it and as i said there were a lot of people when i opened that page that was when i realized that there were many people like me were looking for what what i was looking for as well because don't forget that it actually started from me also looking for Mm -hmm. the kind of hair i wanted to make so there were other people that were obviously using hashtags like afro in lagos um natural in lagos natural extensions in africa that kind of thing so using us those kind of hashtags made people find us and then like now there are many people doing this kind of business but then they were not like I think it was just one business then doing something similar. So like people were always, you know, buying and buying and we're not even running ads or anything like that. So yes, like it started from us just leveraging Instagram and people were already looking for products like ours, just finding us. Oluremi was working a full-time job when her business took off. So she got a lot of help from her mom, her grandmom and her boyfriend, now her husband. Everyone chipped in to make sure orders were delivered to customers at the right time. And support, especially from my mom. Like I always tell everyone that my mom was literally like operations and logistics for like the first 
over a year to be honest because i didn't really like get um I, okay it was after a year that I, I got like my first staff but my mom would literally like help me like i would send orders because i was working at the time as well i quit my job i think six months into the business eight months into the business or thereabout so like i would get the orders send the orders i created a whatsapp channel my mom and hi send the orders to the like the the channel my mom would prepare the orders then delivery people would come pick up and sometimes if the delivery people are even messing up she'll just take the orders to the customers herself so like my mom really like helped me to like do everything and then my grandma gave me like a room in the house where i was using for like storage as well and my cousins like because i was in my family house at that point everybody was like helpful Let's take a break to hear from Paystack, our sponsors. When we get back, I'll tell you how Olurami went from a small side business to owning a factory and producing hundreds of wigs in a year. I'm 25 years old and I'm an illustrator. I've been painting and illustrating since I was very young. The walls of my room at home are covered with a lot of my work. Three months ago, I got tired of creating art for just myself. So... I decided to take things to the next level. I wasn't sure how to publicly display and sell my work, so I asked on Twitter. Someone on my timeline recommended Storefront from Paystack. I did my research and tried it out. And with Storefront, I was able to sell my first ever painting. Here's how it worked. I created a free account on Paystack, then I created a new Storefront to sell three of my favorite paintings. I added pictures of the painting, selected a beautiful background color, then entered different shipping amounts. Then I pretty much just shared the link to my storefront on Twitter and I had my first sale within 10 minutes. It was that easy. That was an exciting moment for me. If you like to create a customizable online store to sell your art, products, digital items and more, try Storefront from Paystack. You can start by creating a free account on paystack.com forward slash I like girls. Welcome back. Olurami officially set up Natural Girl Wigs in 2019. She went from having just one employee and running the business part-time to employing 20 people and running it full-time. She also has a factory where the hair her business sells is being put together. I asked her how she was able to pull all of this off in just a little over three years. Yeah, it was it was demand. So one of the like the most pivotal moments for us was that I mean for me when I started the business it was always about like you know providing textured hair for black women, right? I knew that women, black women all over the world, irrespective of they have needs for their hair and we wanted to reach them. So because of the way we were marketing, like we were getting attention from like many people in like America, black women in the UK black women in france and all of these places so like we're getting demand and then we would have customers like i remember one customer we literally had to drive all the way to the outskirts to get a western union that would you know do a transfer and it was like wait like people want to like really buy this product and so we set up the u.s business as well so now we like we you know most of our orders even come from like the u.s and the uk um and canada as well so it was like the demand to be honest like my my grandmother's room wasn't taking like our stock and i have this picture on instagram where it's like the first goods that i cleared and like the 
goods I cleared in 2020 where it was like a whole big room of like goods. So obviously we couldn't take the um the room couldn't take our stuff anymore and we had to go into like a a warehousing kind of arrangement and you know and that was also growing and the factory bit is us you know just getting demand from like other businesses as well other people who want to like do things like this and producing from them and like creating styles for for them and now we are even going into like actually making it from scratch which is still something that we are working on but like that's the future for us yeah i'll tell you about her plans to make hair from the scratch in a bit i just want to be clear about how oluremi's business grew at the time she started natural girl wigs a global shift was underway with many black women all over the world ditching relaxers and straighteners for a transition back to their natural curls or at least they look similar to their kinky hair although the natural hair movement was not new in 2018 it was amplified with social media this fueled the demand for natural hair products and byproducts from all over the world and of course Oluremi's business was there to cater to this demand okay Okay, back to making hair from the scratch yeah so making hair wigs and stuff is like making styles like making styles so like the attachment itself or the weave itself or like even human hair themselves like remember that it comes from a stage of getting raw hair from someone or getting fibers and then processing it and doing all of that like people don't do that here People oh, get materials and then make, make and say, well, we right. want to create texture type. Like one of the things we already started doing is that we create our own texture type. And that's why like our first year is very popular. It's actually like our most demanded product because people are like, oh, nobody else makes like this kind of very close to fussy texture that you do. So we started refining that ourselves. But now we want to go into actually producing hair like going through the old step of like producing hair and producing it for the market because we, that's another conversation. Yeah, you heard that right. Oluremi's company will be delving into another aspect of wig making. According to her, the bulk of their work at the factory is making different wig styles. She's looking into processing the raw materials required to get that texture that is unique to the brand from the scratch by herself. Um, I think monthly volumes, we already doing like 2,000, 3,000 production monthly capacity in terms of like styles, but that's like actually not like production because production is from from styles like we just started the old coil thing ourselves so that one maybe i would say we do like two three hundred like in a month but in terms of like styles creation i would say we do between one five to three thousand depending on also like wholesale orders that we get the entrepreneur says her company ships wigs to women in more than 80 countries globally their two biggest markets however are the u.s and uk the most satisfying part of all of this for her is the great reviews she gets from satisfied customers. Knowing that people love and feel good about her products drives her. We get like, you know, feedback that like keeps us going, to be honest. On our website, we have over 2,000 reviews. Um, and we have reviews from like different parts of the world. And, you know, people just saying, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. And this is how it made me feel. This is how my, what my friends, you know think about it and it's like everything that i thought about when i thought about like the business to be honest so it's like it's such a founder market product fit right for me because like even if i like someone asked me one question that if you had all the money in the world what business would you do i think i would still do this because it's, it's like my passion but that's not the only thing that fuels her passion she's also big on authenticity i really like the idea of women just looking 
very authentic to themselves. I think that, and I'm not really judging anybody because I understand that it's still a journey, but I really like the idea of like we black women looking like black women, like either in our uh, makeup or our hair or like our fashion. Like it's just this thing about being authentic to like where you're from and who you are. And that's one of like, that's like our entire thing at Natural Girl Weeks to make people feel like their authentic self. Women feel like their authentic self. I love that Oluremi is thriving and growing her business. And as much as she's making progress, there are challenges. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. And also like, obviously like light issues, um, something just breaking down and you need like a technician and people not being honest. So like, it's like just constantly managing people and also logistics as well, because of the kind of business that we do where it's like very shipping and all of that. There's like logistics issue. DHL, to be honest, has, you know, been decent, like compared to the other people that we've tried, but then it's still like not all. For example, when products gets to our 3PL partners in the US, if they say the customer is getting the product in one to two days, they are like 95% of the time, they are getting it in one to two days, right? Mm -hmm. But when we are shipping over there, like there's like all of these delays or maybe the other countries where we have to ship individually too, like we have like all of these shipping challenges. Okay, okay. Oluremi had a lot to say about the challenges, like how logistics can be a nightmare. Apparently, it's easier to ship outside Africa than within the continent. Receiving payments from different parts of the continent is also hard. I told her to give me a real-life example of how payments have been an issue for her business. Um, I think one of the examples I have about payments was just like, was it last week or two weeks ago? So there was a customer in from Ghana, I think, that was going to order some product and... You know, my staff was like, oh, someone is trying to make payments from Ghana and she has sent her a clink and she says it's not working. And I'm like, what is happening? I, I, you know, I was like, okay, let me just come in then, you know, speak to this person. I'm like, well, have you made payments with your card, like internationally before? She said, yes, that she uses it with ASOS and like all of these things, it's not working. And then my staff continues trying with her to like figure things out. So like, those are like the kind of challenge. So like it literally took her like four or five days to like, do this whole payment thing and everything. I asked Olurami if there are gender-specific challenges she faces in her business. Her answer was not really what I expected. I'll tell you more after the break. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin. You already know me, host and producer of I Like Girls. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about the podcast newsletter. I'd like you to join the I Like Girls community by subscribing to our newsletter. Every Tuesday at 12pm, through the newsletter, we'll send out behind-the-scenes information on topics, guests, and recordings of all our episodes. That means as a subscriber, you have first-hand information about our episodes that others don't have access to. And that's not all. You'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. You will also be notified early about any of our activities, like the availability of merch, secret podcast events, and bonus episodes. So, subscribe to our newsletter by clicking the link in the episode notes as you listen. It takes less than 30 seconds to subscribe, and I promise we won't spam you. Okay, let's get back to the show. To be honest, I think the only challenge I have... I wouldn't even say like maybe in the industry because like oh people like oh you're a woman you're selling it obviously <laughs> you know um I think it's that people not even taking you seriously 
like oh you're selling hair oh so they think it's just yeah like, it's not a yeah serious type yeah of- yeah it's like oh i'll People go to Kanye and they sell hair because people even make fun of women online and like, oh, all the girls who studied law in Unilag, they are now hair sellers, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I think that it's like the, the people just looking at the old business and it's like it's big business, it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. So, and like half of the people in the world do stuff with their hair. How is not a big business? I get what she's saying. It's this weird thing people do where they demean jobs that are not white-collar jobs. Oluremi also talks about experiencing microaggressions from men within the beauty industry. So so I would say, like, it's just now that I'm seeing that kind of... Because, you know, when you see women, people selling hair, it's mostly women. When you see people making hair, it's mostly women. But when you go into the production of hair, it's men. And that's where the real money is. So it's, like, it's very hard to, like, get people to, like, actually take the time to explain things to you. Even when you're giving them money that I'm trying to consult with you for your services it's still like, you know, very tough to navigate. She says men dominate the hair production chain and because they're a majority on that side of the business, they're often dismissive of women like her. To lighten the mood a bit, I asked her the best part of running a business. Um, The best part, the best part. I mean, for me, I would say maybe like running a business that ends like foreign currency. I love <laughs> that's it. That's sort of like... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I feel like that's that's like great like sort of like edges me against like um edges the business because like we're earning you know dollars and like our operations is in naira it sort of like works for us you know um i would also say doing something that i actually like that i'm very passionate about because i know it's just hair but like i'm very passionate about it and like i read reviews where people actually talk about how like you know yeah, air makes them feel because whether we like it or not like for people who wear their hair i know you cover your hair but for people who wear their hair like air is very important and like how you come out how you see yourself like and all of that so just seeing people feel very good and confident and like just having people like have talking points with them about their hair like oh your hair so pretty or when did you grow your hair this much and that's like one of like the most fascinating things customers say where it's like people think it's their hair and try to like have conversations about how can i grow my hair this much and then it's like it's a week so I, I really enjoy doing the work that I do and I'm happy that I sort of like found myself here. Olurami and I had a wonderful time chatting about her business and I learned so much from her journey. For those interested in entering into the beauty industry like Olurami, don't worry, I've got you all. I asked her for tips. I feel like a lot of people say that the, the hair industry is like very saturated because like almost everybody is selling hair. But also remember that almost everybody is doing hair like so that's like one thing like people would always need product um you know niching down is sort of like helpful because like for us like we don't sell bone straight hair we don't sell like this kind of product we have the kind of hair that we sell so i think that that sort of like you know edges us a bit in terms of like we know exactly where our customers are we know who we are speaking to that's you know just for natural girl it's not even like production now like we know who we are selling to and everything so it, it makes it easy for us to like reach our target audience and for business generally i would say that as long as there is a need in the market no matter like how saturated or you know the size of the market you can always find the people that you want to speak to, the people that you want to sell to, and just consistently scale that. That's pretty solid advice. And I feel like it applies to other businesses as well. 
If you'd like to purchase amazing wigs that look and feel just like your natural hair, visit naturalgirlwigs.com. Olorami and her team have got you. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you'd like to get in touch with us, visit 27productions.co forward slash I Like Girls. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at I Like Girls Pod. Also, please rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. Rating us helps a lot. This episode is produced by me, Aisha Salahuddin, and written by Sami Atalamutu. Audio engineering is by Moisu. Our editor is Ruth Olurumbi. And our theme music is by Banks with a double G. The other music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Paystack for sponsoring this episode. I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>